Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues with part two of this message entitled, Gideon the Smiter, preached January the 22nd, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Judges chapter 6. I want to continue speaking to you about Gideon, the crusher, the smiter. So God himself came to him. God never came to any other judge, only to this one. God came and he asked questions to God. Why I am in trouble? And you could ask, why am I in trouble? Why my family is in trouble? Why my country is in trouble? You should ask questions, sir. And people think it's somebody else's problem. I said, it's your problem. Only when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will say, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It's easy to blame everybody else. Why? That's the question number one. Why? But that question was answered by a prophet who was sent. God rescued you from Egypt, snatched you from the power of others and brought you into this land. And God said, you must obey me. I'm the covenant Lord. You must obey me. But you did not obey me. You broke the covenant. Therefore, you are under the curse. When you obey the covenant, you are blessed. When you disobey the covenant, you are cursed. It's still true, sir. God operates on the basis of his covenant with his people. Why don't you think about that? Why am I in trouble? Why am I downcast? Remember the story of Cain. He was downcast. He was unhappy. He was miserable. And God said, if you do what is right, your face will be lifted up. You will rejoice. He refused and he went and killed his brother. We don't want to believe we have a problem. Why? And he got the answer. What's the second question? Where is God who performed wonders that our forefathers spoke to us about and we read in the scriptures? Where is the God? Where was God, sir? He was sitting next to him in the hole in the ground. He was looking at him. But he still doesn't know he's God. But he will soon. This is very important. Even though he was in trouble and the nation in trouble, this young man was thinking. His mind was on the scriptures. 
He was musing upon the word and his heart burned. Friends, think about the word. Meditate upon the word. It is written for our encouragement and for our hope and our comfort. It's not just past history. You must ask, where is the God that we read about in the scriptures? The question is, can he do it again? Will he help us in our trouble? Will he save us again? Yes, we have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That is all true. But will he help us? Rebellion, retribution, repentance. And what's the restoration? And the answer is what? He will help you. That is enough for us to rejoice. He will help you. He will never reject anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, sir. He will come your hole in the ground and he will look at you and he will say to you, come, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. That's his business. And God has come down to our place in the person of Jesus Christ. He is called Emmanuel, God with us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. Of his fullness we received grace upon grace upon grace. He comes to us in our hell, in our darkness, in our misery, and he'll help you. You can bank on it. You can believe it, sir. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. The third question is how? That question arose because his clan was the weakest in Manasseh. And he was the least in his family. He is saying simply, I'm nothing. I'm nothing less than nothing. St. Paul said the same thing. I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the least apostle. I am less than least of all the saints. (laughs) And God said, I'm looking for you. And God is seeking poor people. Nobodies. Least people, weakest people. Not arrogant people, proud people, big people. Wealthy people. He is in fact seeking zeros. Those who are nothing. And in fact this is how Christianity operates throughout the world. He passes by the rich and the famous. He is looking for the poor. And the humble. And those who ask the question. How how can you use people like me? Well, that's what God, God is after us. So the fifth point, go and fight the good fight. God is asking us to go and fight the good fight. We are not to go back into the hole and to live in fear. 
thrashing out a little wheat, hoping that nobody will see us. No, sir, get up from that hole. Move out. I am sending you. I'll be with you. And you will fight. And the good fight. And I will fight with you. Cry out. Sword of the Lord. And of Gideon. The poor Israel symbolized by the little barley pancake. Is going to roll down. And completely destroy the tents of the Midianites. And they know it. Because God gave them a dream. And one soldier said, I saw a barley pancake rolling down. It came and hit our tent and destroyed it. And then the interpretation was given. This has to be what? The sword of Gideon. Yes, sir. Gideon was given intelligence report. And he was really happy. His questions are over now. Go in this strength. Fight the battle, sir. Tomorrow and every other day, Midianites will be destroyed and defeated. The Spirit of the Lord, we are told, took possession of Gideon, clothed Gideon, empowered Gideon. Judges 6 and verse 34, it says the Holy Spirit came upon Gideon, but that is not the proper translation. The Holy Spirit clothed Gideon. Gideon is in a cocoon, (laughs) completely covered by God. Don't fear a thing. The same is true of us. Luke 24, 49, go to the city and wait there until you are what, sir? Clothed by the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he shall be my witnesses, my soldiers who will fight the good fight and win, sir. But first, God directed Gideon to go and destroy his father's altar to Baal. He was still a little afraid. He went in the night and destroyed it. The altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah and built a new altar to God. And upon it, he sacrificed the second bull, seven-year-old, which his father devoted to sacrifice on Baal's altar. God said, you get that bull and kill it and sacrifice to me. And he did it. And in the morning, they came together and said, your son must die. They were going to kill Gideon for this, but they could not. Why? Shalom lekam. Al-tira. 
לא תמות. Peace to you. Fear not. You will not die. Who said so? God said. You will not die means you will surely live. And his own father said, no deal. He's not going to die. And not only that, you are going to die. Let Baal defend himself. He's a fraud. Let him defend himself. And we read in Judges 7 verse 22, the Lord caused the Midianite men to turn on each other with their swords. Hey, the Lord is fighting with you, sir. Hallelujah. He is not simply saying, go and fight the good fight. He is also saying, I'll go with you. And he covers you. He's around you. <laughs> he's above you. He is underneath you. He is on either side of you, sir. Hallelujah. I'll be a wall of fire around you. There is the chariots of fire and horses of fire surrounding. Imagine in your mind three concentric circles. You are the, in the innermost and next to it God himself surrounds you and his angels and his fiery chariots. And then comes the third circle, the enemy. It is God who is facing the enemy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go and fight the good fight. The Lord caused the Midianite men to turn on each other with their swords. And many were killed and the rest fled, leaving their possessions in God's country. Gideon and his people killed Oreb and Zeb, the Midianite chieftains. They also killed their kings, Zeba and Salmona. Friends, he asked the question, where is the God of miracles? And he has come. And he's doing it again, sir. They experienced miracles of God again. As in the days of Joshua, the Lord again fought and brought great victory. Sir, he will do it again for you in your history. And in fact, he delights to do it again. Isaiah read about this story and speaks in Isaiah 9 verse 4. For us in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. What is Isaiah saying? As he did for Midian, he will do for you by defeating Assyria. The Assyrian defeat was pointing to, Isaiah says, liberation of God's people from the domination of sin by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sir, he will act for you. He'll do it again, sir. 
I believe and serve a God of miracles, God of wonders, God who will do unusual things, mighty things. Friends, believe God, he who delivered his people in the past will act again and help us, save us, deliver us, defeat all his enemies who are also our enemies. Isaiah says again in chapter 10 verse 26 of Isaiah, the Lord Almighty, lash them with a whip. As when he struck down Midian at the rock of Oreb. And he will raise his staff over the waters as he did in Egypt. What he did in Egypt and as he did to the Midianites, he will do it again for us. For you, sir. He will lift off of your shoulder the burden that crushes you. He's the liberator, sir. Our God is a warrior and a savior. The Lord is with us when we are with him. If we seek him with all our heart, he will be found by us, sir. He said to Moses, I'll be with you. He said to Joshua the same thing, I'll be with you. He said to the apostles, I'll be with you. He says to each one of us, I'll be with you. I will do again for you what I did for my people throughout the history of redemption. God is a God who brings revival. And it's been going on in this church. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us, friends? He says to each one of us, rise and fight the good fight. For God, you will be victorious. For I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, in Jesus Christ, each one of you is, St. Paul says, a super conqueror. He's speaking to you. Peace to you. He's speaking to you. Fear not. He's speaking to you. Be strong. He's speaking to us. You will fight the good fight. You will finish the race. You will keep the faith. And you will receive the crown of righteousness. Friends, there is nothing to fear. There is nothing to worry about. God is with us. God makes the weak strong. St. Paul learned that. When I am weak, then I am strong. Therefore, I glory in my weaknesses. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. If you helped Gideon, if you came to his hole, his ash heap, his hell, his place of defeat, you will come to us too. 
Lord, you have come. You are looking at us. You are speaking to us. What you spoke to Gideon. Fear not. Peace to you. You will not die. I'll be with you. Go in this strength. A mighty warrior. Hallelujah. Strike down all our enemies. Defeat our enemies and defend your people. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.